Hello, this is Roy Lilly. You know, I bought the Duchess an iPad. Well, what else do you buy a 90-year-old? Turn up with a bed jacket and you're likely to end up wearing it. The iPad didn't get off to a good start, to be truthful. She thought it was a chopping board. Nevertheless, it wasn't too long before the Duchess fathomed it out. Online shopping, emails, wherever my travels took me, she'd pop up on FaceTime to see how I was doing. The iPad, the new telly, easier to watch in bed. Never was a rugby game missed, neither the snooker. Competence gave way to curiosity. Why, she said, did the district nurse have to come in and check her blood pressure? When we had a blood pressure thing in the cupboard. You could do it and email the doctor, she said. They don't do email, Mum. Well, why couldn't she talk to the doctor on FaceTime? They don't do FaceTime, Mum. When people say older people can't do technology, I always tell them, don't be so sure. The generation that defeated Hitler, mum was in the RAF, survived rationing, got to grips with the telephone, the telly, washing machines, microwaves, the can-do generation. Like it or not, your granny is going to have to get used to tech and palaver. This Sunday's papers were full of stories about how virtual wars will supplant the real thing. Rescue the NHS iPads, pulse oximeters, blood pressure things, fall hazard warnings, the panoply of remote devices plugged in, tuned in and wired up, keeping your granny in her own bed because the NHS doesn't have enough beds for all the grannies that need a bed. Bully Boy thinks he's on to something new. He isn't. Back in the spring of 2022, pressures of COVID forced the pace of discharge and the IHSCM ran a power hour looking at virtual wards options and possibilities. They really aren't new. The US healthcare giant Kaiser Permanente had the approach in play for some years. Neither was it new for the UK. The Stephanie Lawrence nurse model in Leeds had quietly pioneered virtual wards for some time. There was a lot they discovered about how to make it work safely and the IHSCM published a 28 discussion point document which I'll connect to today in the e-letter. Why are we doing this? The concocted political narrative is people are better off in their own home and in their own bed. Well, who in their right mind is going to disagree with that? The reality is we have a problem. We don't have enough capacity in our hospitals to look after people properly. So this is another example of pushback management, pushing the problem back, in this case to home, where a plethora of other problems await. This is no solution for the most vulnerable. They're unlikely to cope. However, it might create headroom to take the pressure off some admissions. There are serious staffing considerations. Virtual wards must be staffed by highly experienced people with insight and the ability not just to read the data, but also read the hidden nuances that sit behind the face on the screen. Whereas a community nurse is a detective. Is the loo flushed? How much toilet paper has been used? Are the dishes still in the sink? Has the bed been slept in or is the patient living and sleeping in a chair? Are the clothes fresh? What do the cups and glasses and remnants tell you? Are there batteries in the TV remote? Are the meds being taken when and how they should? Is the post opened? Lack of mobility and motivation means deconditioning. Even at home, it sets in after a few days, accelerating to disaster inside a week. Bad days become the norm. So never confuse managing care 
with delivering care. Virtual wards have to be backed by real visits from real people who really know what they're doing. It's not cheap. And by the way, there's been a 43% drop in district nurses over the last decade. When things go wrong on a Friday, the virtual team can't expect to dump a visit on the community team. Virtual teams must have real teams to back them. When things go really wrong, there must be ring-fenced medical beds available for virtual patients. Fast-track admission without trolley weights direct to a ward. And there's the problem. We're only doing this because we don't have enough skilled people and not enough beds. Thanks for listening. This has been Roy Lilly and I hope we'll speak again soon. Bye-bye now.